This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, electrical contractors. I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb/contractorbetter. It's a uh, very good evening, morning, or afternoon, uh, whatever time it is when you are listening. This is the Reds Report, powered by the best of Barnsley. Barnsley's FC longest running podcast. Uh, my name is Carlo van der Watering. With me, um, the new regular, uh, shall we say, from the Tykes blog, uh, it's Ian Hope. Ian, how are we doing? I'm very well, Carlo. Evening to you. Yeah, no, no, Steve. He's in the cinema watching a Bond film that he's watched at least 12 times before, but each to their own, isn't it? Um, I, I finished last week. Uh, we recorded, I think it was Thursday last week, and, and I finished by saying, we'll meet again next week when we've taken points off, off Cambridge and a convincing win at the Papa John's Trophy. And there were like a, a muffled laughter uh, when I said that. I, I don't think anybody could have expected what happened on Saturday, but to, to, to come away from a team that was absolutely, you know, buzzing, uh, playing at home, couldn't lose, uh, to lose your keeper, to get a player sent off, to keep a clean sheet and come home with three points. I mean, if you talk about, you know, the Duff effect, that came, that game at that point could have gone either way, but what a performance. Yes, superb. Like you say, up against it, we, I think our um, predictions, I said, my head was 1-1, my heart said 2-1. Uh, I never thought 3-0 when you looked at their home form. Then, like you say, you look at, uh, the way the game panned out with Collins getting a broken nose, you look at Kitchen getting two yellow cards and you're thinking, you know, just just try and get something out of the game. And they just, it, you're right, it is the Duff, Duff effect. I really do believe there's something building with this manager. I think the players are buying into it. The fans are buying into it. Some people will say, don't get carried away. I, I accept that. And I have said on a couple of these podcasts that I don't think we'll really see the true Duff Barnsley until maybe late September, well into October. But I think we're starting to see glimpses of it. And I think that's players coming off the bench doing the business, uh, like um, Norwood getting a goal. You're seeing improvements in Cole. You're seeing it right through the team, aren't you? Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know he got two yellows, but he'd been playing well up to that point. Uh, 
And yeah, superb. I, th I think what it must have done for that dressing room to come off. And well, you sensed it, didn't you? When this, when a lot of the players said we did it for, for Brad, he's got us out of a hole several times. Let's do it for him. And I just see that bonding and that team spirit really come through on against Cambridge on Saturday. We talked in previous episodes about, you know, the importance of like a, a settled 11 or, you know, 11 or 12 players. If you look at the starting lineup for the Cambridge match, obviously Cullen's winning goal, uh, Williams, Anderson, Cundy, uh, Kitchen, Edwards came in, Wolf, uh, Herbie Kane, Thomas, Cole and Agenton. If we just pick a couple out, um, Herbie Kane, um, again, I, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to start too early, but I just see glimpses of when he used to play against us and he thought, Oh, what a, what what a player! And I know he needed to get his match fitness back after the injury he suffered at, at the back end of his his loan spell at, at Oxford. But what a, there's such a baller in there, isn't there? And it just I don't know. It, it's like every week, and he's done it. You know, he, he completed ninety minutes. You just think, what a player! What yes. a player! And again. Is this the Duff effect? Him getting the best out of that player, or is it maybe the players around him? But just a, just a quick word on on Herbie Kane. Yeah, last season he was at Oxford, wasn't he? And he was getting some great plaudits, and we were we were like, is he going to come back, or Oxford going to buy him? Is somebody else going to come in and and snap him up? But I'm so pleased to see that where that he's come here, come back, got in a red shirt, and and carried on where he left off last season, mm. what, what he was doing at Oxford. So yeah, whether that is the Duff effect. Wouldn't be surprised because you see what he's done with Benson, who had a poor season last season. He's, you know, he's um, what he's done with him. But yeah, it's great. It's like a new signing, isn't it? With yeah. uh, Devante Cole scored again. Um, yeah. at, at the beginning of the season, we did a joint episode with Red All Over, and one of the questions I asked everyone is, "Who's going to be Barnsley's top scorer?" And um, a couple, a couple went for Morris, so that worked well. Steve's <laughs> prediction was we haven't signed him yet. I thought that was very ominous, but I suppose I, I saw what he did there. Um, and I said Devante Cole because I just had this feeling that maybe League One football was just the right sort of transition from Scotland or whatever he was to come here. You know, it, it is a complete overall. Um, he's finding the benefit of regular starts, isn't he? And getting extended periods in that team to, to you know, to, to get back to his best, I suppose. He is. I think he's a, he's a classic confidence player. Needs to be playing every week. Um, he's, he's improving. The jury, I must admit, and I'll hold my hands up, the ju I, my, I was out, the jury was out on him a little bit. Um, I weren't sure whether he would fit in. was a bit concerned with his, with, after last season. Um, but fair play to him. Uh, he's, he's, you look at the runs, some of the runs he's making, he would never have made it the way he chases the defenders down for the press from the top of the pitch that he probably wouldn't have done. Maybe could have been accused of being a bit of a lazy centre forward, but not this season. And yeah, that don't get me wrong, that Liam Kitchen pass was never intended for him for that first goal. We know that, <laughs> but it was on a play. But to be fair to him, he was alive to it, spun round, bang, back of the net. And, and yeah. that speaks volumes of a, as a striker in confidence. Yeah. And I think that he, he finds him. Sometimes I, I almost feel sorry for him because, especially you know, in in the Cambridge match, it was a good example where he got sort of, you know, bullied, tackled, pulled, pushed, and then often when we do play it out, or sorry, when 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 say um, Collins kicks it out, we we, we use Devante Cole to head it on to maybe Agentson who's there or somebody making that run, 
And whilst he gets that ball, he, he can't then be in the box as well to finish it, can he? And I think when we play, when he gets it to his feet in or around the box, he's not afraid to have a shot. And we've seen with the reaction, he's, he's, he's quick, isn't he? And he can do it. And I yeah. really, really hope he, he kicks on because every team, if you want to do well, you need a goal scorer that can get a goal like every other match, don't you? You know, somebody who, who, who can aspire to get, I want to get, you know, 10, 15, 20 goals. And for now, uh, you know, Deventi Cole being a regular starter. And um, the, the partnership of, of, of Cole and Aitchison works well. I mean, they're, they're both mm -hmm. very hardworking. Norwood came on, and when Norwood comes on, he scores, because he has to score, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. um, is, is, is that still because maybe Norwood, do you think, is not uh, maybe 100%, maybe because of age? Can, can he maintain that 60, 70 minutes of not only, you know, running with the ball and going at goal, but also pressing defenders into making mistakes? And... Um, do you feel Cole and Agenson is the preferred sort of like starting line, the, the forward line, or do you think that maybe in time, you know, we'll change that and, and maybe look at somebody like Norwood to, to, to make a start and, and, and play the 90 minutes? I think with Norwood, he, he still isn't fit enough for 90 minutes. Duff alluded to that the other week, that he's slowly getting there, but he's not ready. Um, I think ultimately it'll come down to, um, at the minute, Cold and Aitchison, are they undroppable? Um, because they're a partnership. Yeah, Aitchison isn't necessarily hitting the back of the net, but you cannot re replicate that work rate that he's putting yeah. in. And they do seem to bounce off each other and work well as a team. I think it may change throughout the season. Players will have barren spells in front of goal or they'll need a rest or whatever. And you might see Norwood playing for 90 minutes. But I think at the minute, it's working. We can ease Norwood into it because... We've got two who are working. I think he might be thrown in a bit more if if we were really struggling up top. But we've fallen across this partnership at the minute, so Norwood can can be eased into it. Yeah. Um. We then, so we, you know, we, we we drive away from from Cambridge with a clean sheet, and then when you, when you look back at some of the away matches we've had, you know, to go away from Cambridge with a clean sheet and three yeah. points, to to go away from Hillsborough with a, clean sheet and, and three points yeah. uh you know uh, a hard fault but still to go to the league leaders at home and hold them it's it, it's it's saying something about um is, is there less pressure when you were play play away from home and maybe that little bit more freedom because you tend to be the underdog don't you whenever you know especially yes. we were like sort of 16th 15th and 11th in the table you go away but we're proving a really really sad Aside that when they play anywhere, we dictate the pace and we don't let the opponent get in their rhythm. And I suppose that will work home and away. But for the tricky opening few away matches of the season, we've come out of that with, a, well, an A-star, I'd say. Yes. And it shows a good mentality as well to be going away from home. It's a it's a great um, thing to have to be going away from home, picking points. I mean, you, you could argue that the, that second half at Derby as well. I know the first half cost them, but the second half was a great performance. So you, you could say it's a great mentality. Yes, is the pressure off? Does our style of football suit us? Being away from home, maybe. And and Duff said after came after the Cambridge game, he said we the the job now is to turn that away form into home form. It's great having eleven hundred, twelve hundred fans following us, but we want to do it in front of the home fans, and that's the pressure that brings that comes on Saturday. But yeah, shows um. It's it's superb that we're we're going and like you say when you looked at them fixtures those away fixtures I think we're playing some of the toughest away games in the first quarter of the season. Yeah, yeah. 
So we then move on to Tuesday, and I know for some it's it's a cup that people would rather forget about. It's an early kickoff. It's a Tuesday night. It's under the light. It's and, and, and no detriment at all. But I always think you devalue a competition when you bring an under twenty one side in. And I I and and everybody has the personal opinions in your title. But I would hate I would hate for the Papa John's Trophy to have an under twenty one side in 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 the, in the final, for instance. Because to me, it's an opportunity for the lower league side, so to say. But anyway, we've, you know, we've got them. And um, in their first match, nil nil against Doncaster, so they got a point. And then uh, it goes straight to penalties for a bonus point. I don't know who thought that game <laughs> up, but somebody did. Um, I was there for the for the for the commentary. Um, so you get the team sheet: Jamie Searle. Nicky Cadden as captain, Josh Martin, Jasper Moon, Joe Aykroyd, Conor McCarthy, Will Hundemark, Zayat Ozead Lakechi, Fabio Giallo, Adam Phillips, Slobodan Tedic. Talking to the other guys that were there, I was quite happy with that because it just felt that some of the fringe players that, that have had time were, were there maybe as bit as not maybe not leaders, but definitely to help players like Giallo, like Aykroyd, and maybe like Jasper Moon. To, you know, to help them along a bit. Um, I mean, there are so many standout performances on that Tuesday for me. I would have found it impossible, if it wasn't for a wonder goal, impossible to choose. I'm just going to, just a couple of players. Um, I mean, Nicky Cadden, um, and although obviously he was he was replaced um, as, as captain, I mean, that's a claim to stake, isn't it? The way he played, controlled things, that's... Um, it, it, it's so Michael Duff was set in the West End, literally 10 yards away from us, with um Disco Devaney, Tom Harbin, who's the under 23 manager, uh, and, and Martin Batson doing sort of like the you know the, the, the match day tactics and everything else. Nicky Cadden, I mean, he did nothing to say he shouldn't be involved on a on a you know on a Saturday match day, did he? He, I thought he was he was just superb throughout. Yes, a, a different, a, a class above. And I think it was telling that he, he only got 45 minutes. I think that, to me, shows that he'll be potentially starting on Saturday. If he was going to do 60, 60 plus, I think he'd be on the bench. But I think it's just enough for him to tick over. And I think he'll be involved against Joe. I'd like to think so. Uh, but yeah, great. Um, and I, I just think it, if you can just get over this injury and stay and get a good run in the side. I think he's going to be one of our uh, great signings this, this season. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the next one, a uh, player that I think showed a uh, bit of pedigree, a bit of flair, tried to make things up and worked incredibly hard. Um, and the first real proper look we probably have had him uh, was Josh Martin, who I yes. thought at times was unlucky, but you could, I think you can sometimes see when a player gets the ball that they've, they've got that bit of confidence yeah. that they, they are. And, and, Josh Martin, I thought, um, wow, when we talk about service to the strikers and, and if that's what's needed, again, he staked the claim, didn't he? Yeah, I'm completely in agreement with you. I, I was sat there watching it and certainly in that second half performance, you, I look at him and uh, Laquette on the other side and I'm thinking, these guys have just, they've just got something, their touch on the ball, their composure on the ball. Some of the passes that they were trying to put inside the defenders to split the defenders, to feed a ball through for the strikers, I'm just thinking, that is that bit more quality. It's it's in the football brain, isn't it? And I just thought, and I know we'll probably touch on some of the other players, but afterwards I thought, what competition we're going to have in midfield? Because when he gets fully match fit on one on the right side 
and that the Lekech, Lekech, however you pronounce yeah. it, yeah. on the left hand side, plus the lads who have already done a great job this season, we're going to be going to have one hell of a midfield, and I think them two can pull it open defenses blindfolded. They, they, you can just see it in the, you know, you can see the brain ticking. And yeah. I can, I, I can see now. Um, there is a like a fan engagement happening, I, I believe, in town. I didn't finish work while later, therefore I couldn't go. But um, I suppose if you're talking about a shortage of strikers, whichever four you will pick from that midfield or whatever you know formation we're playing, there will be goals, whether it be from Lekechi, whether it be from Martin, whether it be from Herbie Kane. And somebody that maybe wasn't as much in the spotlight, but I mentioned him before we started recording. I thought Joe Aykroyd gave... Yeah. A, huge account of himself he's not necessarily billed as that midfielder but he, he reminded me of like a young darren sheridan almost mm. not afraid to get a tackle in no. not afraid to put his head to the ball he was unlucky with a couple of the headers yeah. and again for an under 23 i i i thought and 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 maybe not you know there will be people you know in, in the line before him mm. but um I suppose you give Duff something to think about, even if it's about you know a position starting off the bench or anything. Um, yeah. quick, quick word on Aykroyd. Yeah, um, that header that hit the bar just before half time um, just kind of summed him up. He was always always willing, always hundred percent, wanted the ball, never shied away from it. I thought it was a great opportunity for some of these lads to get some playing time. I think the first 30, 35 minutes it was scrappy. Um, it was clear that it was eleven individuals put together. Um, but once they kind of settled down for the last 10 minutes, created a couple of chances, Teddy had a couple of chances as well. Um, and then second half, they really clicked. And I, I just think there's some real pluses for these lads, either the ones coming back from fitness who need, need 60, 70 minutes, or some of these younger lads to show what they are capable of. And I think there's just so many positives from the other night, even if you forget about the result and just look at the performances individually and collectively, I think some massive uh, positives for Duff and the, for the fans to see some of these plays. We have got that strength in depth. We've just got to bring some of them up to first team uh, speed, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's horrible because I want to talk about some of the plays. And the ones we leave out doesn't mean that they didn't perform. I just think... Um, it was the first look we had at, at Ziad Zayed Lakechi, uh, alone from Fulham. It took 11 days for this um, carrier pigeon to, to bring <laughs> the, you know, the EFL paperwork to say that, that, that they could play. Um, what a way to introduce yourself. Not only the goal, but yeah. again, his work rate. That, and you can see, can't you? He's, he's obviously at Fulham, a Premier League side. He, he, that, he's got that intelligence of, of trying that different sort of ball. You said, and I completely agree, and we said the same, the first 30 minutes or so, the first 30, 35 minutes of the first half, it was very stop-start. There was no flowing football. Neither no. team could more, string more than four or five passes together. And I think Barnsley, in the last 10, 15 minutes, just started pressing more. And because yeah. we got position higher up the pitch, it was easier to you know to create chances. But yeah. he never stopped working either, did he? No. no, not at all. And again, he just looked that different level whether it was just in what he was trying to do in his brain, how he was trying to open up the defence. Um, he was brave enough to tack on things like the free kick, tack on uh, some of his crosses were really good. Um, physically, he, he looked physically strong. He looked pretty quick, quite fit, really, considering. Um, yeah, he looks, I mean, if we only have him for this season, I think he could, he, he, he could, he looks a player who will get bums off seats, definitely. 
Yeah, there is lots more to admire about that team that night, whether it be Jamie Searle, who relatively had little to do. Will Hundemark is another one. Uh, he put himself know, about, didn't he? Yeah, it, he, yeah, he did. And him. I think um, I was talking to some of the guys from Time Tees or whatever they were, and they were asking about Will Hundemark. as well, it's really strange because he was sort of brought in and we saw a little bit. And then we heard rumours because we never heard of him again and he was being yeah. trained as a centre-back. But now he's back again in his sort of natural position and his build, his physique, turn of pace that he's got. I mean, when when when, when people were playing sort of balls and you think, oh, that's going out, never gave up running and then really caught it like a couple of inches off, off, off the byline. Um, Slobodan Tedic, another one that, you know, just constantly working out, pointing and and... We're not even starting yeah, about the players that came on, and 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 trying and ch not being afraid to shoot either. I mean, mm. I mean, if you want to be critical, slightly critical, you could say we were probably not as sharp up front with some of the chances we had. We could have scored a lot more. Don't. But on the flip side, their keeper was man at match. He had a he had a great game. Yeah, he did. But and I don't want to like dampen it too much. But there were some chances that you think should have gone in really. But yeah. having said that, Tedic's head didn't go down, and he kept trying. And rather than you know how many times you hear the Pontian go shoot shoot you know they were they were they were having a go and even if it didn't come off he kept trying so again he's another one that needs a few more games under his belt whether it's in the Papa John's or coming off the bench in the league before we start seeing maybe what he can do but there was certainly he, he certainly had a, a solid game yeah and and I think what what's happening now which is only for the benefit of the team the squad it's that competition for places, isn't it? Like if Teddy keeps working like that, he's going to be pushing an Aitchison or or a Cole or, yeah. or or a Dorwood for, for you know for a starting place. Um, so competition-wise, I mean that's you know we'll wait till till till, till the next one. Um, focus back on the league. Uh, a home match Saturday, Charlton. I did an interview with the Charlton podcast uh, yesterday, I believe, and they're sort of saying, well, we're not playing really well home or away, um, and they wanted sort of my take on how Barnsley are doing. The key is now, isn't it, to, to keep this going? You know, yeah. we, 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 we've we we had some matches away from home and we've done fantastically well. We now want to do it on a Saturday afternoon at Oakwell, don't we, to keep that? Because winning breeds confidence and confidence, I've always said, breeds better players. Like, they, they, get, they find that extra 5%, that wonder pass, that incredible volley that goals top bins um but no match is an easy match in this league is it no no and i think you'll see that um anybody can beat anybody in this league um you'll also see that i mean i think charlton i think they, i'm not sure if i saw highlights at fleetwood and they struggled um but you just never know do you um and the, the magic has now got to be to to turn that away form into and into home points as well. I think we've got something like Fleetwood away, Exeter at home, Bolton away, something like that over the next couple of weeks. Which I mean, the Bolton one will be tricky, but I think like Fleetwood away, good chance to get a bit of momentum if they can win on Saturday, and then I'd like to think they should be winning at Fleetwood. Yeah, yeah it's funny because we've got we've almost got like a a, a northwest. Four, three, three matches in four. So we've got Fleetwood, yeah. then we've got Exeter at home, and then Bolton and a Morecambe. So Morecambe, it's like all, yeah. all the northwest. Yeah. Areas. So I think you look at a lot of them, and apart from Bolton away, which would be tricky because they're in the playoffs. I think one position above us or something. Um, they should say winnable games. Uh, like I say, in one breath, I'm saying anybody can beat anybody. But you'd like to think if we, this could be the start of a, dec a decent run, and you just need to get like three points on Saturday. I think. 
they've, they've sold out the away end for Fleetwood now. I think they could be going there and, and, and start getting a bit of momentum. It's, but you've got a bit air on the side of caution that there are no mugs either, Charlton. No, no. And, you know, they've, they've got players that can make a difference. Hmm. Um, I think yeah. the key will always be, and it's always strange because when you play away, you want to silence the home fans, don't you? You want to silence home fans and make it a hostile environment for their own players. And like, the same ethos really works for us. You can you can silence the, the the away fans by by getting your fans. And I think Barnsley, it's it, it it we're going back to me very much like the Standal area uh, era. Sorry, of that you know that that Gagan press. Maybe not as much as Valerian Ismail, who took you know kickoff at three o'clock, went to the corner flag to try and push <laughs> yeah. it in that area. No, so, I, no, I see where you're coming from. To be honest, because also Stendhal really um harnessed a real team spirit and the fans loved him as well especially if his antics on the touchline and how he integrated into the town as well and i think you're getting a bit of that with duff so yeah. i can see where you're coming from because stendhal's team played football as well i think they played football they had an identity but yes. you just knew they all played for him as well yes and i think and... you're starting to see that now with duff yeah. I, I i completely agree with you with that we've just got to try and um turn that into home home points haven't we now that's what yeah. that's the key and i think we could get a bit of a run going yeah no 100 a really really nice touch and i don't know who came up with it but i thought it was a really nice touch that earlier this week the place went to the coal mining museum and yeah. you know if you want to know what it means for and listen i i say oh well i have nothing to do with my sorry my father-in-law who i never met was a coal miner but if i talk to my wife if i go downstairs now majority of her family worked in the mines um so I, th I think, and and, and the the, the, um, the headline or whatever the the, the catchline on, on on Twitter or something like you know, uh, like being one with our heritage or something like that. And I thought, you know what? Because for some of these young lads, who obviously have found football to be you know um, something that they do really well at, they get paid decent wages. It's easy to forget, isn't it? That actually, what 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 that. Not this one because this is a Primark <laughs> one, but you know what I mean. What, what that, I'm not, in case yeah. you're listening, I'm pointing at the badge. What that means, and I just thought that was a really, really nice touch to just show that it's it's not just about training and 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 you know uh, dead ball situations and how we're defending and how we're doing this, but also making the players aware of who they're playing for. And I'm, I'm sure it, it, it'll be part of that re-engagement with fans. But I thought it was a really, really nice touch yeah. um, for the club to do that. I think it's also a good team building. You know, if if the squad are going away, doing things like that, getting to know each other rather than just on the training pitch all the time. But yeah, I agree. It's it's a nice touch. And I think some of the players have come out and said, you know, they do appreciate it. it's a hardworking town, uh, down to earth, hardworking people who you know work all week and then want to enjoy and be entertained on a Saturday at Oakwell, don't they? And yeah. and. People like Mads Anderson have bought into that and hopefully a few more of these new lads will buy into that as well. Yeah, I've I've always said, and I said it again in the Charlton interview, the only thing Barnsley's got going for it is the football the football club. I know we've regenerated the town centre. It looks really nice. Steve yeah. will disagree with me because now we've got a Sydney world. Well, it'll never be at Oakwell again. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But I think that the football club for the majority, of, well, put it this way, you don't get eight, 9,000 people to witness anything else in Barnsley. Like, no. They don't all go... To the Primark because you know the Alhambra is open, but football <laughs> draws people together from yes, all different backgrounds. And um, just to finish off, then, um, I mentioned it earlier fan engagement tonight. Um, 
I think it was very important for his board, wasn't it, to appoint the right head coach, which I think everybody agrees they they seem to have done. Um, with that comes a danger. If you look at what happened at Rotherham today, you know, yeah. six years as a manager, Paul Warren, um, we've had really nice managers, but one of the nicest guys in football, when you listen to his interviews and he's so open, so honest, and, you know, he gets a chance to uh, manage a, and listen, Rotherham is a, a club very much like Barnsley, but, you know, a big club, uh, not with its own problems, but obviously he's gone to Derby, so let's hope that doesn't happen with, with Barnsley. Um, they've appointed the right head coach. They needed results to go their way as well. And that appointment yeah. to sort of pay off, which, you know, you have a fair engagement. We sit in sixth. So the board will be going there tonight. So it's like, well, you know, hey, you know, that line for the promotion places or the players, you know, we're just, yeah. we're just above that. What else do they need to do? Because I've seen a lot on social media uh, about clarity and transparency and everything else. And, and sometimes I wonder, like, do we need to be, um, I, I get that if you don't get a striker, but did we need somebody, somebody from the board to come out saying, well, we pursued two strikers, but they didn't want to come to Oakwell. Would fans be happy then? Is there anything else they should be doing? Are the fans maybe wanting too much? Are we maybe a bit guarded because of what happened last season? How, how do you read the situation? The, a bit of everything, what you've said there, to be honest. I think there's a lot of bridges been burned that need to be rebuilt. I think... We want communication. We want transparency. We don't need it every week or every month necessarily, but I think we do need some sort of engagement, fan engagement regularly. And I do think that it would be good if they come out and said, we tried A, B and C, or this didn't come off. At least it shows um, the board's commitment or, or you know what they wanted to try and do. We know that not every deal is going to come off. Um I know there's been some criticism about this meeting tonight that you have to be a member of the supporters trust and they're not going to film it, etc. And there's lots of people who are working late or uh, live further away now that can't get there. So it's not been a great opportunity for people to live stream it or, or watch it in any way. So I just think they need to be accessible, honest with us um, and try and just continue to work with us. Um, I think people will... Up, People are not daft. They'll they'll smell the rats, or they'll. We just need that little bit of reassurance every now and again that um, they are working with us and they're trying to improve what we've got. Like you say, we duff. We we have a great season. We could lose him. We we know what it's like. But um, fair play that they got him in the first place. But I, I don't, they don't have to do anything major. I think they just need to be consistent and open and honest, really, with us as 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 open as they can be. Is, is it fair to say that as fans, we want to feel the acknowledgement that we felt really hard done by last season, by wrong appointments off the pitch, as as in, you know, a board member bringing players in on high wages, marquee signings that don't play, uh, board members taking each other to court. Mm. You know, there was a whole the, the appointment of two head coaches in a season. That's, let's face it, people have forgotten the names of Poyamas mm -hmm. Bargy and, and Marcus Shop. Is, is it fair to say that, you know, we, we, we feel that we are a big part of this football club and no football club exists without the fans. Exactly. Is, is it fair to say that, that fans maybe want a little bit more of acknowledgement of we know that last season really, really hurt you? Because it, it, it always felt like that that's never really been said, if you know what I mean. Is that maybe why some of the fans feel that, you know, not, not on the bandwagon, but they, they want more from the board? Possibly. I, I don't think you're going to get any of these board members coming out and openly admitting, especially when those people who made the mistakes are still on the board, even though they're not in, involved day to day. 
I don't think they're going to slag them off. I don't. I just don't think that you're going to get. You're going to get a politician's answer. Um, but what they can do is they can going forward um, keep trying not to make those same mistakes and try and be a bit more open and transparent with us to avoid and uh, avoid the, the the errors of the last couple of years. I think um, you're not going to get them to come and all, all, they, they might hint at stuff, but they're never going to come out and diss. Um, you know. Chen Li and whoever you know, uh, because they're still around, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to some on paper at least. Um, but it'll take time. Points on the board, sat in the playoffs, happy with the manager. That'll always help. We know that, don't we? Yeah, and, and yeah. listen, we, we all said we were disappointed we didn't sign a striker, but if we keep going to Sheffield Wednesday and winning mm. and Cambridge winning 3 0, and and then at one point, there comes a point saying, "Well, maybe we maybe we didn't need one." Like you, you know what I mean? Listen, the time will tell. Um, just just quickly then, uh, Charlton at home. Obviously, no Brett Collins. You would presume Jamie Searle, who got a nice ninety minutes under his belt, will will be in goal for that one. Although they've brought somebody in from Huddersfield, I believe, haven't they? Well, I've read today that at the press conference they're going to pick Walton. Oh, is Walton? They, right? they, they, they kept him out and give Searle the full ninety minutes, so he so Walton didn't get injured. Right. Um, I think that's the plan. Plus, give Searle ninety minutes anyway. Yep. But he's still new to this to this league and that. And, and they know that they basically said Walton and Brad Collins are, are two number ones. So yep. I think Walton's going to get the pick. Um, and in, for in kitchen, the... and for kitchen, would you put it? Does 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 Cundy just sort of go in there? I mean, McCarthy played ninety minutes, I believe, yeah. on, on on Tuesday. Did did he do enough? What about because? The defense is important because the the relationship between the goalkeeper and the defenders is a is a key one in anything, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and you saw early on a couple of times with I think Searle, was it McCarthy of Are you going? Am I going? You know, you need you need somebody to shout. We know Kitchen won't be playing. Who, who we're going to put in 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 place for him? Because he's been playing on the left, hasn't he? Mm. Kitchen, yeah. yeah, because he was going forward. He was like. Yeah. 12 men just running on and he just keeps going, doesn't he? Somebody put a carrot in front of him, he just kept running. <laughs> um, good call on that one. I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure Duff's been thinking about that and maybe his selection Tuesday had, had Saturday mind on the left-hand side. I, I can't, I'm not sure how, how he's going to play that, whether he'll, um, because he's been playing this 3-4-1-2 again, hasn't he? Whereas yeah. a couple of weeks ago, it was a 4-3-3. So who he sticks on the left, Unless he, I don't know. Be interesting to see how that how that pans out. And finally, how do you see? I mean, we made us forecast last week. We were both right with our Correct. hearts to say that Barry would win. <laughs> Never mind the goal, right? Um, yeah. I'll 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 go first and put my head on the rock. I think, um, given everything that's what happened and Charlton not having an easy run, I just think that confidence is a lot. And I'm, my favourite scoreline is, and always will be, a 3-1 home win. So I'm, I'm going to put my head on the block. It will be a bore 0-0 draw now for sure. <laughs> but I'm going to say 3-1 to Barnsley. I just think if if we can kick on, yes. um, then this is a perfect opportunity against a team that's maybe not struggling, but struggling to find form. Yes. I always, I always think with those, we could always ship a goal. I know we've kept some really good clean sheets, but I think Port Vale at home proved that we can sometimes switch off a bit at the back. So um, two or three one to us, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to say if they really kick on and they, and they score early and they get that confidence going, we could get three. Uh, but I'll, I'll be happy with a two one win. 
Yeah. Three points on the board and, uh, you know, on to the next one. Uh, and can I say, confidence Confidence is a, is a magic thing. And if you can just keep collecting those three points, keeps the fans happy, then the board are happy, and then the players are happy, and then it's just a good place to be a boundary fan, isn't it? Um, Ian, any more blogs coming up? Because uh, I know it's not just you, does it? Almost like you've got a little team, haven't you, of apprentices <laughs> writing for you now? Yeah, um, so Jack Hall, who's an intern at Barnsley, has uh, kindly done some uh, blog posts. Uh, he goes to quite a few games in a way as well. Um, so uh, I think I'm gonna probably put something out post Charlton. I think, yeah, and uh, see the game on Saturday and uh, probably put something together for that. And um, so yeah, um, probably, probably after Charlton, I'll, I'll, I'll put my thoughts down on paper. <laughs> well, what we'll do, we'll, we'll try and meet next week again. We'll see if we can get Steve away from the cinema, although the new <laughs> cinema world will have over by then. We might get sponsored by him because we mention him that often. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll see if, uh, if if we can meet again with another three points and who knows even further up the table. Ian, thanks very, very much for joining us. You've been listening to The Reds Report, uh, powered by the best of Bardley. See you next week. Dr. Trudy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights, and lag! You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile Home Internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash T-MobFacts. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sport fan network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.